Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR, as we call them. And, of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone-cold fox, mm. who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94. Mm. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. Dear tiny infant Jesus. We... Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. <sighs> Dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled-up fist pawing... He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies. We are... Last week we went really off the beaten path with Dodgeball. Yeah. Obscure Sports Quarterly off the beaten path. This week, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, starring... Will Ferrell, of course, is Ricky Bobby, the NASCAR driver. Yeah, it's a NASCAR movie, so we keep going down this path of it's a sport or not. <laughs> is it really a sports movie? Is it? Is it more of a sports movie than Dodgeball? Let's start there. Yeah, I, <laughs> man, that see now that's that's kind of an intriguing question right there. Dodgeball, not a traditional sport, but still a sport. There's athleticism to it. There's athleticism. People get there. There are professional dodgeball leagues, as we talked about last week. NASCAR is NASCAR. It's, the athleticism, it is It is a sport, but it is not an athletic event. Well, see, I've, is horse racing a sport? <laughs> oh, man. It's in the Olympics. Because it's kind of like the horse horses. racing, but there are, horse, there are equestrian events in the Olympics. But the horse is doing the work, right? Not yeah. the rider. So in NASCAR, is Same it thing the here. car doing the work, or is it the driver controlling the car? Even though I think more NASCAR drivers over the last several years, maybe the last 15 or 20, more in tune with conditioning and... Weights and all that different kind of stuff. Nutrition. There's a few of them that run half marathons and triathlons. And they're athletic, but athletic people doesn't necessarily make it a sport. Yeah. This definitely leans more toward comedy as much as it is a you don't, sports movie. You don't think this is a relationship movie about Ricky Bobby and his dad throughout the movie? Yeah, you can, I guess you can make that case. And even Cal Naughton Jr., his best friend. Right. And then his wife and his mom even, yeah. they reconcile. Yeah. So the movie came out in 2006. Was that kind of, do you think that was the peak of NASCAR popularity? Maybe a little bit before the peak of NASCAR popularity? In terms of NASCAR popularity, I think it was more popular among the uh, redneck fans earlier than that. <laughs> this might have been its mainstream popularity. Mainstream popularity. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's what, because I, in researching this, I did find out, and, and I've thought this, but I hadn't really done any research on it. Over the last three, four years or so, viewership has gone down at NASCAR. Attendance has gone down at NASCAR. It's interesting because 
NFL has got the headlines for those things essentially over the last few years. Whereas if you, and I don't want to jump into the whole politics of this whole thing, but <laughs> let's be honest, the, the, the people who are most against some of the social issues that have gone on in the NFL tend to be more your diehard NASCAR fans, but it is actually NASCAR that's dropped in popularity more both in TV viewership and in attendance than the NFL. Sure. I think some of those issues are, because for NASCAR, they're making large changes to their series, mm-hmm. and that's offending the people that have been longtime fans while not bringing in anybody new. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. They're trying to get a market of people that they aren't able to reach. Also with the NFL and NASCAR, something they're both struggling with is like DVR and watching the games and other methods. So yeah. that's kind of hurts your popularity, really. By, if you're going to judge it by ratings. This movie had a $72 million budget. It grossed over $148 million worldwide. Shouldn't be surprised because I think you can say this was the peak of Will Ferrell popularity. Absolutely. And see, you're talking about the peak of NASCAR. This movie helped, was a catalyst for some of that because they gave so much access. A lot of those scenes were during race weekends or Dale on Jr. the tracks. Yeah, Dale Jr. asking for his autograph. Surprised there weren't more cameos by some of the NASCAR drivers other than just Dale Jr. They had the TV guys. Yeah, all the TV guys were shown, but not yeah. many drivers. John C. Riley, who plays Cal Naughton Jr., his second movie about racing. I think you brought that up. He was in Days of Thunder. Time. Days of Thunder, which I don't even remember. I don't remember anything about it. What was his role in Days of Thunder? Do you he remember? was a part of the crew member for Pit Tom crew Cruise. Guy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was uh, His dad was a racer, and he was just around and is a pit crew guy. So let's set the scene for this one. Movie opens with a car racing down a two-lane highway. There's a man at the wheel, a pregnant woman in labor in the back seat. The guy slams on the brakes, and out comes Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby is born. <laughs> Natural birth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The dad turns out to be a deadbeat dad. Reese, played by Gary Cole, who was also in last week's movie. Sure. Dodgeball, mm-hmm. one of the TV announcers. announcers on the Ocho. Yep. And also, as I think I mentioned, had a big role in Veep yep. with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, one of the more popular shows on HBO over the last several years. So Ricky Bobby starts as a pit crew guy. Then he takes over for a driver who gets a mid-race sandwich and ends up being a NASCAR star, Ricky Bobby does, along with his like, lifelong childhood friend, Cal Naughton Jr. See, now some of this I wonder... I didn't look that deeply, but it could be a throwback to Days of Thunder because there's one time where the Tom Cruise is driving in his rookie year, and he goes, hey, I need to pit. My car's bad. And they go, you can't. And he goes, why? And they go, we're eating ice cream. <laughs> and it shows the whole pit crew over on the side eating ice cream bars. So it's kind of how this driver, Ricky Bobby, got in a car. was kind of a throwback to that. Maybe that was a throwback to that. So Ricky Bobby is kind of raw after his first race. He can barely speak during the post-race <laughs> interview that he's trying to do. He's kind of making sounds and he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Just like you right now. <laughs> raising them up by his face. That's right. I'm going to bang the microphone <laughs> with my hands. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Uh, it'd be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Ricky Bobby. But then he is brash by the time the flash montage of his career starts. He's, he's a, a lot more bold with his on-camera presence. I wrote down that 10 minutes in, we have our first montage of Ricky Bobby winning races. Yes. And not a lot of montages, but... That one. That that kind of accelerates us through this whole thing. And, and the, the line that, that he had during that montage. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a, just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. 
You know, you know what I'm talking about? That phrase, trademark, not to use you outside the tradition of Ricky Bobby Inc. I don't know why that's not a more popular line. Oh, At least man. the pissing excellence should be. Absolutely. His first sponsor is Laughing Clown Malt Liquor. But then by the time we get through the midway through the montage at some point, they go to Wonder Bread and Powerade are the two big ones. A lot of product placement, by the way, in this mm-hmm. movie. Well, and uh, Powerade, or Powerade, uh, Old Spice and Wonder Bread didn't even pay to be in the movie or anything. Really? They just used Wonder Bread? They had some back-end deals that they would help promote it, but they didn't have any. Yeah, and then Will Ferrell even did appearances after for free. Man. So a girl flashes him during one of the races. He marries her, drives in reverse to win a race in Texas. And uh, that's when he meets his new nemesis, Jean Girard from France, as they're celebrating at a bar. Yeah. Well, and again, you went about, I know it's not a real movie, but there was a real NASCAR dra- driver named Juan Montoya, who at that point was leaving Formula One and about to enter NASCAR. Hmm. And he was met with a lot of negativity. So that's kind of what this kind character of was thrown that. off of. Is there a, did you do more research on that as far as, are there things in this that are based on real NASCAR events? Uh, there was a lot of scenes they tried to mimic from Days of Thunder, I read. But hmm. no, most of the NASCAR events are pretty unique to the movie. There's never been a driver running around in his underwear on the track. <laughs> I think I saw Days of Thunder once. It, isn't that where uh, Tom Cruise met Nicole Kidman? Yes. On Days of Thunder? Yeah. On they ended set. up doing Far and Away, of course, a couple years later. And yep. on and on and on. For, Days of Thunder, yeah. Yeah. This, I don't know. L- let me ask you this. Because we always ask this. Did your opinion of this movie change after watching it again for this Wow, we're going to jump straight to that. Yeah, let's go to it. Yeah, it did, actually. I, you can probably tell I follow NASCAR. I enjoy it. And so this movie I always thought I was... I didn't f- know that, actually. Oh, well, now you do. I, know, I could tell that you followed the NASCAR movies, but I didn't oh, realize yeah. how closely you followed NASCAR. So I always enjoyed this movie, but watching it back, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I remembered. I didn't either, and I really felt like... The first half of the movie, before he ends up he ends up crashing on the racetrack and he mm-hmm. thinks he's on fire and the invisible fire and he ends up running around in his underwear and and he gets committed. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in the hospital and he kind of gets committed to some kind of institution because he thinks that he can't walk. His mind is fragile. Yeah, was the line. <laughs> his mind is fragile and he stabs himself in the leg and. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you put that on us? You are not paralyzed. I am so paralyzed. No, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. Okay. He's always crying. Tough love it is. Tough love. Wake up, idiot. You want to know what I am? You want to see what my life is? Don't don't do it. You want to see what's going on here? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. Really, up until about that point, I I was still pretty into it, but... I just I, I don't think because it, you know as we talk about whether it holds up over time I don't think it holds up and I don't know and and maybe you as a NASCAR fan can say that I mean there is still again like the first hour of the movie a lot of really funny stuff good lines good delivery sure. well acted and the whole thing but I just didn't feel like man this is a movie that I have to go back and watch again and again after last week we did dodgeball I was like man I was happy I watched that wouldn't yeah. mind watching it again this was like wow I doubt I'll ever watch it again well again. Pushing the pause button once, taking notes and writing lines and things like that down, I went about halfway through, man, this is a two-hour movie? That's really? what I thought. So <laughs> there's two things there. One, a comedy shouldn't be two hours. That's a long time to hold your attention and try and be funny. Yeah. You're going to have some misses in there where it's not funny. And two, for me, I could tell there's some time 
probably about the same part you're talking about. I started to think, well, what could they have cut out to make this shorter or better? Because I'm already fatigued watching it. And I thought all this stuff with his kids could have been cut out. I don't Even the dinner table scene? No, I'm going to say the one scene that they could have left was where they get their okay. names and they make fun of Chip. Let's save that for a minute. Okay, but the rest of the stuff with the kids, I thought they went from bad kids to good kids. Yeah. There was no payoff there. Yeah. And so, again, as we kind of continue the synopsis of the whole thing, I mean, it's a it's a pretty long timeline, really, when you think about it, yeah. <laughs> considering other movies that we've done. But so he, he stabs himself in the leg. He's out of driving. And then when he comes back into driving, the uh, Dennett team owner prompts his wife, Carly, to, <laughs> to go over and start flirting with Cal, essentially. And so he comes home after this race. And they're already cows. Yeah. Cal's already cozying up to the kids and the wife. And, and, he, and he's like, so engaged. Long, you're out yeah. Here. yeah, we're engaged. He's like engaged. I've been gone three hours, yeah. <laughs> but we want you to see you at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to be my best man. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Oh, hey, Ricky. Nice of you to stop by for a visit. What do you mean a visit? This is my house. Hey, we're having a family portrait. You just crudely pasted your face over mine. But we both know that this marriage has been over for a long, long time. No. I honestly did not know that. Are you asking me for a divorce? Yay! Two Christmases! We are no longer friends. Why? What do you mean, why? So he ends up getting bounced out of of, uh, the house. He's living with his mom. The boys come and live with him, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Right. Considering the big house and the money and and the whole thing. Yeah, so he's cut off from the money, even though they're not technically divorced yeah, so that's what I didn't really get. Like, he's been racing for however long at this point, and he's resorting to delivering pizzas when he's been bounced out of his house for a couple days. Well, they even reference, uh, you don't want to go to the scene yet, but he says $21 million, and they all say, amen, woo! Yeah. You know, so obviously he's doing all right financially. Yep. It's a fake movie, though. You've got to let things go. Yep. So he's kind of <laughs> down and out for a while. Deadbeat Dad, Gary Cole, Reese Bobby shows up, gets him... Gets his fire back, teaches him to live with the fear. He's riding around in a car with a cougar, and he thinks he's driving around with some Colombian Bam Bam tied underneath the car. Lucky charms. Eluding the cops, yeah, that turned out to be lucky charms. And then, ipso facto, they race at the end. He and Cal make up. He ends up with the Amy Adams character, which was really, watching it again, I didn't remember sort of – I thought that the Amy Adams character was a little bit more involved, but she just kind of comes and goes. From she had like thing. maybe five lines until yeah. the end when she ended up – I thought the same thing. Yep. You got a little bit of Marianne Ginger there with Amy Adams and Carly, and he ends up turning down Carly and going sticking with Amy Adams there at the end. Magic Man and El Diablo. Magic Man and El Diablo. Spanish for chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so favorite scenes. I'm going to just start off with the dinner scene. Grandpa Chip – the wife, Cal and Bobby are both there. The son's Walker and Texas Ranger. Did, did, was it me or did it seem like uh, Will Ferrell was doing a little bit of his George W. Bush impersonation? Which is funny because when they introduce at the bar, he says, what have you given us besides George Bush, Cheetos, yeah. and uh, Thighmaster? That's right. And they're making fun the of French his. French guy says Yeah, that. he's John making Giroir. fun of his uh, George Bush impression there. Yep. The dear Lord baby Jesus, or as our brothers in the South call you, Jesus. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's KFC and the always delicious Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not wrong. No. Those are all good options. Always delicious. I, I, I know by following you on Twitter that you're very fond of Taco Bell. I am very fond of Taco Bell. They've kept me alive this long. Even though you 
have disagreements in the drive-through line from time to time. If they, if everything's fine, it's a good experience. Yeah. You gonna go through the rest of the scene, or is that your favorite part? Uh, go ahead. No, I was just, then they get in the whole "What does Jesus look like?" talk. Yeah, I picture I him as a him. Christmas Jesus best. I want to think of him as a baby. And then Cal says, "I like to think of my Jesus with a little tuxedo T-shirt because <laughs> it says I want to be formal, but I, I want to party, and That's I like right. to party." That's right. Um, the scene where we meet young Ricky on a career day at school. <laughs> yeah. That's early in the movie, what maybe the second or third scene where his dad, Reese, shows up. Ricky hasn't seen him in nine or ten years. And then, uh, again, he turns out to be the deadbeat dad. Uh, excuse me, darling, I'm Reese Bobby. I'm here for career day with my son, Ricky. Dad! Hey, there, boy! Man, you got big. How long's it been? Three, four months? Ten years. Ten years? Man, I gotta lay off the peyote. <laughs> Mr. Bobby, there's no smoking in here. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. Okay. I am a semi-professional race car driver and an amateur tattoo artist. And the first thing you gotta learn if you're gonna be a race car driver is you don't listen to losers like your know-it-all teacher over here. Okay, I think that's enough. The teacher wants you to go slow, and she's wrong, because it's the fastest who gets paid. And it's the fastest who gets late. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Dad! Don't listen to these people, Ricky. You're a winner. You've got the gift. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. The whole... Uh classic kids who have to be 10 years old cheer exactly don't listen to your teacher she's a loser you were a winner ricky <laughs> any other favorite scenes you've got uh, um the one with the scissors in the hospital where he has one jam he him. stabs himself no that's not my favorite scene oh, i was gonna say i'm, gonna, I can't I'm talking about scene. scenes okay well this is what kind of ties into that scene was supposed to be real short and they kept laughing and getting good reviews so they kept adding to it oh really in the test the test and Michael Clark Duncan was the groups. idea for the second scissors, and they thought that was funny, so they prolonged that scene. So Mike, that's pretty funny to hear your uh, reaction where you don't like it. Michael Clark, I guess, you know, thinking about a guy getting stabbed in the leg, it was just maybe the first time I saw it. it was that the first? I was a that different th- feeling about it now because I know it's coming. Was that the line where it went over the top yeah. a little too much for you? Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Hilarious line. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff right there. Any other favorite scenes you've got? Favorite scene. I Also at that prayer, I like when he's like, and I'm legally contracted to bring up Powerade in yeah. every prayer I do. <laughs> That's right. And their wild cherry flavor coming out soon. Well, let's just go straight into favorite lines then. Yeah, there's a lot I mean, of those. If you ain't first, you're last. And shake and bake. And shake and bake. Those are the two that... Which are both mentioned in the first four and a half minutes of the movie. Yeah. And they continue with them. Yeah. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. That's Texas Ranger in the dinner yeah. scene. <laughs> Well, those kids were mouthy. You know, the older I noticed the older one pushed the limits with language. The younger one said some weird stuff, but yeah. he never cussed or anything. Yep. And that's looking at the cast of this movie. I was wondering what happened with those two kids. The younger kid, the, mm-hmm. the redhead who had the spider monkey, he Texas he, Ranger. Yeah, he's he has like eleven or twelve credits on IMDb. The older kid. This is the only movie, this is the only thing, period, he has ever done. So apparently they must have known, they had to have known somebody in the cast or... I guess so. They had quite a bit of lines for people that aren't actors then. Yeah, they really did. 
We they go together. Than, they had more than Amy Adams did. That's that's true. We go together like cocaine and waffles. <laughs> Kelnut and Junior. Yeah. You like the raunchy stuff. Hey. I like, I put, he said the lines several times, but with all due respect. Yeah. Because then you can say whatever you want. Exactly. Like, with all due respect, Sean, I, I hate you. <laughs> you can't say that. Uh, I said with all due respect. Yeah. That's when he's talking to uh, Mr. Dennett, the team owner. Yeah. I like uh, when they were winning and they're at the bar and he goes, so Nana's going to be 88 next week and I don't know what to get her. And the other crew guy goes, a coffin. <laughs> I don't know why. That made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, what is that? A catchphrase or is that epilepsy? <laughs> John Gerard. Let me just quote the late great Colonel Sanders, who said, "I'm too drunk to taste this chicken." He said, "Go to Jewish fish." I got a message for all of them. Right? Shake and bake. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just <laughs> happened. What is that? A catchphrase or is that uh, epilepsy? Shake and bake. Yeah. What? Shake and bake. Obviously, the, I like the magic man. Now you see me. <laughs> now you don't. Yeah. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, use your witchcraft on me to get the fire off me. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Ricky Bobby, when he's running yeah. out of the crashed car. So, again, Tom Cruise, throw back to Days of Thunder, because he was the main actor in yeah, there. Absolutely. And then in that movie, Tom Cruise goes through a big wreck and has to rehab before he can race again. Yep. So that's why he, that got brought up. Okay. And uh, how about, uh, I'm a little confused by your tactics. When Ricky Bobby's telling Magic Man, he's like, oh, you're my best friend. We're all good before the last race. Uh-huh. And then uh, Magic Man cows in the car, and he's like, I'm confused by his tactics. And he's going through a whirlwind of emotions in the car during the right. race. <laughs> I'm confused by your tactics. Made me laugh. The uh, the bartender, when when John Gerard plays the jazz, and they're like, what's jazz doing in the jukebox anyway? Yeah, yeah. It's for profiling purposes. We also got Pet Shop Boys and Seal. <laughs> hey, turn that off! Turn that off right now! Why did you stop the jazz music? Was it not pleasant for you? No one plays jazz here at the pit stop, okay? So why is the song on the jukebox? We keep it on there for profiling purposes. We also got the Pet Shop Boys and Seal. (laughs) (laughs) So... Do you think the whole movie holds up or any part of it? You said none of it, right? Well, I just think I think the comedy, I think the comedy from the first half probably holds up better. Because that, again, it's that, that to me, it's divided into the two halves and the fact that it takes almost an hour after he has the crash to get all through the the rehab and the getting his mental stuff back. I I think that drags a little bit and that to me, so I think the comedy from the first part holds up because it's Will Ferrell and he and, and uh, John C. Riley I think are really good together. They obviously did Step Brothers. This was together. before that. Obviously. Yeah, this was before Step Brothers. And when you look at at kind of the Will Ferrell wheelhouse, this is right in the middle of it. From 2003 when he did Old School to when he did Step Brothers in 2009, six years later. That's really the prime peak time for Will. Ferrell. Everything he touched was gold in yeah. that time. I just I. I wonder if, to me, I'm not a NASCAR fan, so I'll, I'll leave this to you a little bit. Because, again, NASCAR is not as popular as it is right now. Does it hold up to you? Because, to me, it seems like maybe because you, there's not as much NASCAR now that you hear about, it doesn't hold up quite as much. I didn't think it held up. I There's some things that bugged me about it that were probably a little too NASCAR central for me. Like, there's no way a crew man's just going to jump into a car exactly. and race. And then the driver... I mean, would they even... Could, 
No. Is that feasible no. No. that a guy from the pit crew could jump? I didn't think so. No. But, again, it's a comedy. Well, you want to so. really break that part down. The driver was gone for how long? At least a minute yeah. in line on the phone eating his food. All the time they would have lost. All the time they would have lost. And then, then, he's, then Will's the, got a chain. And they said, get him a suit. How would they have a suit ready for him? Yeah. You have to actually pass qualifications by NASCAR to get a NASCAR license, which, yeah. okay, let all that go. And then at the end of the race, they said they finished third. I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Third from last, maybe. Yeah. But no, I don't think it held up. I thought it was weird the way they kept throwing in our face the relationship between uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. They just kept throwing that in there. I don't know. Does that hold up? Where do, really. Yeah, where, where would that be right now? Because it, that, it's, it's a little more caricature. Whereas yeah. and it, there, now there are some who would say that there are too many non-hetero relationships in a Holly, in Hollywood. That, That's that, true. That Hollywood pushes this kind of stuff on us. And but the way they were satirical about this one, yeah, it, it, it was it was a lot more satirical. And the whole, yeah, I mean, even even the fact that the Sasha Baron Cohen character wants Will Ferrell to kiss him, right? You know, again, it's like you're you're pushing. Some of the, You're pushing a pretty hard stereotype there. The, in 2019, <laughs> stands out a little more. I'm not saying good or bad. Yeah. Just it's more noticeable. But uh, I don't think it holds up very well. Well, they, they use the R word, the word retarded, a yeah. few times. And, and that's been kind of swept under the uh, – sw- or told not to do. Back, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been phased out quite a bit. And it, there was a lot of pushback on that on Tropic Thunder, the, the, the Ben Stiller, with the whole you can't go full R, you know, <laughs> yeah. that whole – thing and I, I i think that's deservedly been pushed back they're using just a few like little technical things they're using flip phones like when carly flashes herself at the end all the drivers have yeah. flip phones yeah that they're out there taking pictures with it i mean because i guess that was that was pre smartphone right yeah 2006, 2006. And, this, and when you're shooting that it's 2005 yeah and at that point every year technology was changing well he even calls the house phone when he's lonely at night uh, Cal calls Ricky Bobby <laughs> right. on a house phone. That's right. Nitpicking uh, some of the things that bug me. So the kids, when they're in that in that first scene on career day, how old do you think they are there? Nine, ten? I was going to say ten. That would be my something guess. Something like that. So then they even say on screen, it's 15 years later. So 25. Yeah, so they're supposed to be 25. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley do not look like twenty-five-year-olds. No, <laughs> fifteen years later. I don't know if John C. Riley looked twenty-five when he was fifteen. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So I mean, they're supposed to be in their twenties, and then after that, you get the montage, and then it, you're, you're essentially what? How, how many more years later down that? Like five or ten more years down the road, right? Do you think that far? I think it was just a year later. I thought it was more than that when they, like you were talking about, when they were at the the table and they discussed that. But it, oh, oh, well, tough. it's got no. It they, they don't reference it, but it has to be more than that because Walker, the oldest son, born, is like ten, ten years yeah, old. Yes, true. Yeah, because he meets Carly during the montage, so we're another ten years or so down the road. So it's twenty five years later. So one thing at the exact same age. One thing I read is that during the filming of this NASCAR switched from Winston Cup to Nextel Cup, okay. so some of their some of the patches yeah, and stuff so, are different. Yeah. So that's why in my head it was just one year. But yeah, you're right. Obviously, if the kid. Again, nitpicking a little bit, but... No, there's a lot you could nitpick here. Maybe it was because I think if you're enjoying the movie, you let a lot of the things go. Yeah. It's like, slapstick comedy, if you just didn't, like Dodgeball. Say, so. If you didn't like Dodgeball, there's probably a lot in that that would have bugged you. Yeah. But like at one point, he makes some another Dodgeball reference here. He Another blindfold scene in this movie. 
He had to drive the car blindfolded. That's right. That's right. And uh, he drives the car and immediately crashes it into the house. You know, he bounced off a few cars and crashes it into a house. And then they just backed the car out and it's fine. There was no damage on it. <laughs> he just took out half a house. That bugs me. What did you like the most about it? Um, the scene where uh, Journey was playing. That's my favorite band. And that was nice. <laughs> When him and I Amy Adams were connecting, that. but um, it wasn't "Don't Stop Believing." It right? was faithfully, faithfully. That's as she's, right. That's as she's right. talking and getting them all pumped up. Was that when when she, uh, the, she climbed she over the climbs table? Over the table, yeah, yeah. And that whole thing. I, I did like at the end after he had picked Amy Adams over Carly, mm-hmm. and the dad Reese is there, and she's trying to kind of clumsily introduce himself and all these different <laughs> I, that's things. Me, I'm the girl. Uh, <laughs> we had sex. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, "I wish I could have been there for that." <laughs> See, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything besides Dodgeball and this. Gary Cole? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I know he's been in Veep. There are a few other things. Let me let me see if I can find him on the good old reliable. And then the other IMDb thing about this movie here. while you're looking that up is okay. there's a lot of people with bit like not even bit roles, like Jane Lynch played his mom. Yeah. And um his dad was Gary Cole. There's a lot of people in this movie I didn't realize were in it, or maybe they weren't as big at the time, or I didn't recognize them at the time. John C. Riley was real big. He was already on the preface of becoming a real big star, I guess. Gary Cole, real good character actor. He's been in a lot of different series over the years. Chicago Fire, Suits, Bob's Burgers. Not a lot of stuff I've watched, but at the same time, uh, just kind of going back to the Tom and Jerry show. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch that? Okay, (laughs) I didn't either. Scooby-Doo, Shaggy's Showdown. He's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Let me see how many. See, but a lot of that stuff's voice. 174 actor credits. But a lot of that's voice work. So you wouldn't recognize him in that. No, that's very true. I I know there was some stuff in the 80s and 90s that he had to have done that is not jarring my memory right now. I was kind of surprised to look up and see Sasha Baron Cohen didn't have more credits before this. That's true. Because this came out the same year as Borat did. Did it really? So he had played the Ali G character a lot, but yeah. he hadn't necessarily been a huge star yet. Yeah. But by the time this came out and Borat at the same time, he kind of exploded on the scene pretty quick. Office Space. He was Bill Lumberg. Did you ever see Office yeah. Space? Bill Lumberg in Office Space. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and he was the boss. We're going to need you to come in on yeah. Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. There you go. He had the glasses on. It's one of my favorite. Office Space. That's why I didn't recognize and he him. He was also Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie, if you saw that. No, Office Space one of my favorite movies, though. I should have known that. That's my fault. So there you go. Yeah. A little Gary Cole history. <laughs> no, I mean, again, a good character actor who's been around well, if he's for a, a good, long time. If he's a good character actor, does anybody would have recasted? You know what? I don't know that I would have recast anything necessarily, but it's interesting I looked more closely at the these different people were considered for these roles. There was a lot of them, weren't there? Yeah, and according to Steve Carell, Will <laughs> Ferrell wanted to reunite with him for this, but he had Carell's no time. schedule, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't work it out because he was starting to hit a little popularity in kind of the early first three or four years of The Office. Yeah, so he was in more demand. Samuel L. Jackson considered for the Michael Clark Duncan role. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I think Michael Clark Duncan was probably a good cast. John Stamos and Michael J. Fox considered for Jean Girard. I don't think either one of those. No. I think Sasha Baron Cohen was perfect for it. Sasha, he, he, he does really good with the foreign voices and yeah. that kind of stuff. Billy Crystal, Jack Black, Dennis Quaid, 
considered for Cal Naughton Jr.? Jack Black I could almost see. Yeah. But the rest of them, not really. Billy Crystal would have been too annoying to watch through that. I couldn't have seen him. Yeah. That, I don't, I, or Dennis Quaid, for that matter. It seems like Dennis Quaid would have been way too serious. Dennis Quaid that. was in uh, Christmas Vacation, right? No, not Randy Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Oh, okay. The, the rookie. Skinnier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the rookie. Yeah. yeah. Hank Azaria considered for Reese Bobby, which is interesting. And that's that's one other little thing. There's Me, there's like maybe 10 years difference seven, between seven, seven years. and 10. Yeah, between Will Ferrell and Gary Cole, who plays his dad. Oh, yeah. And then seven between and, him and Jane Lynch. Well, yeah. It was, yeah. And Jane Lynch is pretty young, too. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, Carla Gugino, and Melissa Joan Hart considered <laughs> for Carly, Ricky Bobby's wife. Could not see maybe Carla. She's she's underrated. Do you know who she is? I have no clue. Did you ever see Sin City? Yeah. So she, she's the main actress in that? She was not the blonde, but the one. She was in her apartment, and I don't want to get too graphic. but Having a good time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice looking That's lady. why you're a fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so in any uh, case, I don't know. Would you have recast any of it? I thought of one possible recasting, but it probably wouldn't have made sense at the time. But if it was going to be remade, you always ask that question. Mm-hmm. I think another crew chief could have been like The Rock would have been a fun cast there. Yeah. And he probably would be today. Yeah. You would see somebody like that. That's a lot of star power. I did like Molly Shannon. She played the wife. It's a <sighs> yeah. small role. Just some of the she's kind of the drunk saying stuff, whatever pops into her mind and. That kind of thing. Yeah. Good stuff. She's actually the one that introduced uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Really? Yeah. In real, like in real life? Yeah. Hmm. Which is what got him into this movie. Interesting. So the star of the movie is obviously Will Ferrell. Yeah. What are your favorite Will Ferrell movies then? Oh. So we gonna do? you want to do top five Will Ferrell movies? Yeah. You told me to look this up. Be prepared. So I'm prepared. So I'll go backwards through mine. Okay. I've got Step Brothers at number five. Okay. Is Step Brothers in your top five? It is. Okay. What's your number? How do you five? want to do that? Yeah, let's, <laughs> just, let's just go through. We've obviously prepared very well for this. Yeah, exactly. Well, number five, I couldn't decide between two of them. So I, is Elf considered a, a normal movie or is because it's a holiday movie? It doesn't count. I've got it in my top five. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put it number five then. Okay. So your elf is number five for you. Four, I've got Talladega Nights. Four, I put a uh, little, I put Kicking and Screaming. Ugh. That movie was awesome, the way he interacts with Mike Ditka. <laughs> and again, I haven't seen that movie in 10 years. Maybe yeah. I remember it more fondly for three lines out of it than yeah, the actual was, whole movie. That was probably right around the time it came out, right? Yeah, 2005 was Kicking and Screaming. Okay. I've got Elf at number three from 2000. I didn't realize Elf was made... 16 years ago now, 2003, the same year as old school. Yeah. For number three, I tried to go off the beaten path a little bit. I put semi-pro. That just missed my top five. Yeah. Jackie Moon. And, and really, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, and semi-pro, they're, they're all pretty close. And we'll, we'll end up doing semi-pro at some point. Yeah. So my number two is Anchorman. Mine too. Okay. Old school. <laughs> I have Step Brothers. 
I, old school didn't make my list. Old school doesn't make your list. No. The best Will Ferrell movie it's ever made. It's not the best Will Ferrell movie ever made. It's obviously the best Will Ferrell movie ever made. How could it possibly be the best <laughs> Will Ferrell movie ever made? Oh, man. It's too bad it's not a sports movie. Although we could probably argue that there's some sports <laughs> there included in there. Not. We might be able to get in there. Some, no. That movie's just... Uh, maybe I was... It came out in 03, I think. It did. I think it was just a little bit before my... We're going streaking! jeez. Uh, the only come, on, line, come on, bring your green hat. <laughs> the only line I like in that movie when he's like, well, I had a good time last night. And they go, we know, Frank, the whole town knows you had a good time last night. <laughs> All right, so no old school in your top five. Nope. And, and I really think that you had kicking and screaming in there. I'm trying to look and see what, what year that came out. Oh, five. I mean, it's really been. Like, All those movies between 05 and yeah. 05. Well, For, Step Brothers was a little bit later. Semi-pro. When was Semi-Pro? Semi-Pro was 2008, Step Brothers 2008. The campaign in 2012, that was pretty disappointing because you've got Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell. And it wasn't bad, but the potential for that could have been great. So much better. That's a movie they should remake. Yeah, they should, especially since right. that kind of stuff is always going to be topical. Yeah, exactly. But I mean... Will Ferrell, really, you get past 2008, 2009, and it's really hit and miss for him. Well, it's funny. is one of my favorite shows is The Office, mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell was in that, and he was terrible. Like, his episodes, his seasons are almost forget- forgettable. Favorite character, Ricky Bobby? I don't like Ricky Bobby. You don't? As a person that's named Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Two first names? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't know. I put Amy Adams' character. I thought she was lovely in the movie. So you're really down on Talladega, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I didn't. Even after I watched it, I was like, all right, that was okay. And I started doing my notes. And as we're sitting here talking about it, I even the things I kind of liked are kind of annoying to me. See, like, you talk about old school. That movie never drags for me. Old school and wedding. There, there's a, a little bit of a Wedding Crashers where it kind of, you know, See, after they get off the island and it drags a little bit. I was going to ask, is Wedding Crashers considered a Will Ferrell movie? Because he's in it. He's a funeral crasher. It's I end. consider that more of a cameo than a Will Ferrell movie. So I didn't put it in because, because of I that. think it's a. I remember being surprised the first time I saw it when he came down the stairs. I didn't know mm-hmm. that he was in it. So and I thought about that too. If he had a more prominent role, I definitely would have put that higher. But I consider him more just a I cameo too. in that. So. I, and then uh, he also did. He just done a lot of writing and producing. I didn't realize uh, the show Eastbound and Down. That's right. He plays the car dealer in it. Which is a really – we could probably do that a whole series if you wanted sometime. Do you have that? I do. That's Kenny great. Powers? Yeah. Somebody, La Flama Blanca. <laughs> I got the uh, the DVD series a couple Christmases ago, so we could do that whole thing. The first, like, two minutes of that show, the pilot, oh, great man. stuff. And I think the first the first two seasons were really good, and, and it, it was hard to keep going after that. As soon as he went down to Mexico, it was a bit hard to follow. But I think did Will Ferrell also have something to do with Tropic Thunder? We were talking about. I think he did because that had uh, the rest of everybody yeah, else. Yeah, all the guys. Ben Stiller and a lot of those yeah. different guys. Well, I can tell we didn't like this movie when we're already stringing yeah, off we're another stuff. About, <laughs> he's bound it down. Yeah, we'll do a whole we'll do a whole podcast series on that. No, I just to what got me there was again getting to the middle of this this movie. I was surprised because especially since it's a comedy and it's got Will Ferrell, who I love, getting to the middle. And just going, man, another hour left. It was it was kind of like for love of the game. And obviously for love of the game isn't nearly as funny, even though it had John C. Riley right. in it. So but you just don't like John C. Riley. Uh, maybe that's it. 
But I was just I, those those other comedies, Wedding Crashers, Old School, which you don't like, but none of those drag to me. Like well, I can I can sit there and it's boom boom pop pop and it's always going to be funny. This well, this not so much. We're not just hating on everything because didn't you say you enjoyed the way League of Their Own flowed? I did. Like it it was we a longer really movie, liked, but we, it it was a fun watch. Yeah, we both said that we were surprised at how much we enjoyed watching it again, a mm-hmm. league of their own. And Dodgeball was the same thing. It didn't drag at all to me. Yeah. It, the action kept going. It was funny. There was a, Every scene had a one-liner. Maybe that was the problem with this. Not every scene had a one-liner. There was a few scenes that were funny. Yeah, they, they, they came out early. They threw a lot yeah. of punches early with the one-liners. And so is there anything that you learned from this or forgot about that you remembered while watching? Uh, I don't really think... That there is. I'm trying to remember. My my opinion changed a little bit just because for the I, negative. Yeah, I didn't. And I, I guess the thing that <laughs> that struck me that I didn't remember is just how long it is. Yeah. And the the one of the one of the lines that I didn't remember was the was was Cal. Please don't let the invisible fire burn my friend. I mean, that yeah, was, that was, that was a line I, I didn't yeah. necessarily remember. But otherwise, yeah. Wasn't a whole lot that really of new stuff that jumped out at me. How about you? No, I. That's kind of what I was getting at when I thought we'd do this movie. I was like, oh, there'll be some fun one lines. I remember the you know shake and bake, obviously, and the mm-hmm. fire, and this will be a fun watch. We can make fun, we'll laugh. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, I only remembered five minutes of the movie, and that was the only funny five minutes. Whereas Dodgeball, there was so much the whole time, absolutely, that we had a hard time narrowing down lines and scenes. This one, I don't know, it, it got almost too over-the-top, trying to be kind of serious. I, I know the it wasn't... NASCAR spoof. Yeah, but it's like, okay, eh, I get it. You could have cut a half hour off of this. I do agree with that, and I think they should have. Like, like the stuff, the, the, the comeback stuff probably dragged a little bit with Reese and, and forming that relationship. Do we really need that that much? You're the relationship guy. You're the one that wants the. But I think it could have. I, I think it could have been funnier if they yeah. had tightened that part of it up a little bit. Or even if they like they take out the scene where he's at the track driving 26 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we already know he's mentally struggling. Do yeah. we need to see it and then have him go get a cougar in his car? Yep. Exactly. No, I think we could have been okay without without that scene. All right, so we've come to the portion of the podcast where we decide what we're doing next week. That's right. What did we decide? We talked about this right before we went on. Is your memory that bad? It is. I thought we were going to do Caddyshack. Are we definitely doing Caddyshack? No, we. I, I thought we were. Are we changing our minds? Well, what? What's our decision? Caddyshack. You fine. make up my mind. For I me. saw Caddyshack twenty years ago. I'm sure I'll. So to me, it's almost like a new movie because I don't remember anything. I remember a gopher. I think. Yeah. This. I got into this argument with someone I used to do some radio with several years ago. Nobody that that you know. So don't don't put that. In your mind, is it <laughs> is it a sports movie or not? And this person was adamant that Caddyshack was not a sports movie. Again, I haven't watched. It's centered around a golf course. I think I must have watched it at one point. Maybe I don't remember it. But to me, in my mind, it's a Bill Murray golf movie. I agree. To me, it's a Chevy Chase golf movie. Oh, he's in it. So we've already got <laughs> that going for us. See, I can't wait to come in here next week and just make fun of that movie. All right. So Caddyshack, next week, two guys talking sports movies. Bobby, Sean? fun as always. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I'll be uh, texting you soon. I can't wait.